0: Hello, my friend, your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. If you are getting ready for the PMP exam and this is your last week, you'll find this video to be extremely helpful and calming. Today, I'm going to go through a few mnemonics with you to finalize your studying and to ensure that your final efforts are put in the right direction and it's time well spent. I'm also going to ensure that the big ticket items that you could find on your exam are brought to light. Let's get started with my project mnemonic. The first letter is P. P is for problem solver. On your PMP exam, you need to be ready to solve all manner of problems. A lot of these problems are gonna be people-oriented, stakeholder-oriented, team-oriented problems. You'll always get questions in the form of what should the project manager do next? Or what should the project manager have done? Or what should you do first? What is the best thing to do? What is the next thing to do? That will be the line of questioning on your exam. It's very important that you see yourself as a PMP to be who is able to solve all manner of problems. You're going to have problems in initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling and closing. You're going to have problems in scope, schedule, cost, resources, communications, risk, procurement, stakeholder quality, integration, you name it you're going to have 360 degree problems thrown at you on the exam. So just be ready for that. R is for respect authority. The project manager cannot go beyond their stated authority. There's a bubble of authority the project manager has to live in, has to operate in. Now, going above your stated authority is not what you want to do. For example, you cannot shut down the project. You cannot close the project without everything else being done. You cannot usurp your authority over others. You cannot close the project without following the proper protocol. So when it comes to authority, you need to walk that fine line between following authority versus being a mother may I project manager, What is a mother, may I project manager? It's one who runs the stakeholders and management for every little thing. You don't want that to be your disposition on the exam. Instead, you want your disposition to be one of, first of all, a problem solver who respects authority, who brings solutions, not problems. However, when the time comes to escalate to a higher authority, you are absolutely sure that that is the best way forward. How do you know when that's the best way forward? When the particular risk that you're looking at is beyond the project. If you're looking at a risk that could affect the entire organization, the entire business unit, the program, the portfolio, that is when you escalate. But as far as the risk is affecting just your project or a task on your project, that is a risk that you need to tackle fair and square. You wouldn't escalate that. But anything outside your stated authority, like the purpose of the project, the reasoning behind the project now being in misalignment because of one thing or another, that needs sponsor and management attention. If it's going to jeopardize the project's goals and objectives, if it's going to put the company at risk, you know that is beyond your stated authority. O is for own the problem and do not pass the blame. On your PMP exam, you're going to get a lot of problems. And guess what? You are meant to solve them. Passing the blame to other team members, other people in the department is never the best option. J is for just do what is required, no gold plating. You'll be faced with options on some exams where you could do more than what the customer is requesting don't do it. Just do what is required. No gold plating. Equip the team. E is for equip. The mindset on the exam is one of people over processes and tools. The PMI have proven this time and time again in various exams. We've received feedback from so many students that the exam is very people-centered. So the idea is to equip the team to mentor, train, and coach As opposed to control and use carrot and sticks, our disposition needs to be to equip the team, to mentor, to train, and coach. You wouldn't escalate because someone is not following the procedures on the team. That is something for the team and the project manager to handle. So be careful. Escalate as appropriate. But E primarily is for equip the team. C, check impacts before implementing changes. You'll be faced with opportunities to say a yes or a no or to review. Usually the best answer is to thoroughly check the impacts, thoroughly review your options before implementing changes. You will get questions trying to lead you down a blind alley to either crash or fast track or make a change. Don't do it without first checking the impacts. First check the impact on the project from a scope, schedule, cost, resources, quality, stakeholder, 360 degree perspective before implementing changes. T is for take responsibility. Take responsibility, project manager. Be accountable. Show servant leadership quality servant leaders don't pass the buck the buck stops with a servant leader the servant leader understands what it means to be accountable what it means to be a bridge builder and a roadblock remover for the team one of your primary primary goals and responsibilities as a servant leader is to remove those roadblocks and to be a diversion shield for the team when distraction comes from external sources, it is a job of the project manager, servant leader, scrum master, whatever you wanna call them, team facilitator as it's put in the Agile Practice Guide, it is that individual's job to take that responsibility and be a roadblock remover. Now, I wanna focus on another acronym, which is FOCUS. This is your mindset going into the exam. Your mindset is gonna be one, ready to find your gimmies. You're going to have 60 questions, a break if you take it, I highly advise you do, a second set of 60 questions and another break and a third set of 60 questions. My advice to you is to treat each one of those like a sprint. And you know what happens at the end of a sprint? Typically teams stop on a Friday, they go home for a rest. What am I saying? At the end of each 60 cycle, take a break. It doesn't count against you. If you don't understand how breaks work on the PMP exam, you're running at a disadvantage. So when you get to that test center or when you get online to take the exam, if you're not clear, ask, what is the protocol for taking breaks? At the end of every 60 questions, you'll have a break, but before you end that section of 60, make sure you have answered everything and found your gimmies. What do I mean by gimmies? Well, if you get a batch of 60 questions, in my mind, my goal is to find those I know so well, and I'm gonna answer those first, get them out of the way, and I'm not going to obsess over every single question having already answered. There are gonna be some questions you may need to use the process of elimination. But one thing's for sure, you need to find your gimmies in the first sprint, in the second sprint and the third. So focus first on finding the gimmies and pace yourself. What you should do is divide 230 minutes by 180 questions. And you know what, if you divide 230, By 180, you're going to find that every question you answer, on average, should be in 1.2 minutes. On average, 1 minute, 12 seconds. If you're spending more time than that, you know you're going too slow. Some folks are actually counted out of the exam. A student of ours had 40 questions left and 10 minutes. Think about that. How did she get through it? She used the process of elimination to focus on those things that didn't fit the bill that I just described, things that proposed a solution that was bogus, she avoided, things that proposed a solution that was in line with the Agile Manifesto values and principles and the PMI's 12 principles. Those are the options she chose. She had three above targets, all round. So find your gimmies and find them quick before moving on to your break and coming back. Round two, find your gimmies again, answer everything. Don't leave anything unanswered. Go for a break, come back for the third round. And that takes us to number two, own the exam. Don't let the exam push you into a corner. Don't feel badgered and scared by the exam. That's the idea. The exam will terrify you if you allow it. Third, calm the way down. Calm down. A lot of folks go in apprehensive, scared, feeling afraid right from the get-go. That's a bad disposition. You need to boss up and tell yourself, I have worked hard. I have put in time, energy, and effort. I will succeed. What do you have to lose? It's free to say, I will succeed. So tell yourself, I am a success and calm the way down and go in there with a strategy. Just like I've told you, you're going there to find your gimmies. So calm down. This is the time to get your mindset in the right direction for success on this exam, my friend. Number four, up the ante. What do I mean by that? Well, take it up a notch because after the second break, From what I've heard, it's like being in quicksand. It's like running against the tide. So you've got to be ready to up the ante when you're feeling tired and weak. Up the ante after that second break. Come back refreshed. Make sure you go in there with whatever you need, energy foods, energy drinks, whatever you need. But up the ante in the third round because some people start feeling weak in the third round like they cannot finish the test. So get ready to face that opposition That quicksand, you got to go in there ready and you got to say, this is what Phil was talking about. I'm going to up the ante. Turn it up and just know it's the big finish. Put in that last few minutes and you're going to come out a success. Final S, solve the problem. Like I said in the beginning, you're going to be given a ton of problems, but you need to make sure that you solve the real problem. That's about it, but very quickly, I know some folks still may struggle with knowing the basics. I want to cover the basics real quick in a few mnemonics. I prefer eating mangoes chilled is your initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling, and closing. It is important that you realize on the exam, every question is going to fall into one of these buckets. It's either going to be an initiating question, a planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling a closing question. The next mnemonic, I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories, and that just stands for integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurements, and stakeholder. A lot of folks haven't mastered this, but I want you to apply yourself to internalize what is done. It's not so much about the cramming, it's really knowing what is being done. My next mnemonic is for those who are studying the Adam Manifesto and for one reason or the other want to commit it to memory. And that's okay. Just remember my mnemonic, I want changing requirements. Individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and responding to change over following a plan. Now, folks say they want to memorize these because they feel they'll have a better handle of it. Well, do whatever you will, my friends, but I can tell you it's not about memorization. However, committing it to memory does help you use it as a checklist. Last but not least, the most ridiculous mnemonic of all is for the Agile Manifesto principles. Our wise dog begs by tail wagging and cuddling so tight always. This will help you memorize, master, commit to memory, internalize. Whatever you need to do, my friends, do it. But all in all... You got to remember the project mnemonic. You got to remember the focus mnemonic. These are going to help you in that mindset going into the exam. Remember, you got to calm the way down. I have a totally different mnemonic on the calm mindset. That's covered in a different video. Thank you for joining me. If you are getting ready for the PMP exam and you are without a trainer, without a coach, without a mentor, To help and guide you to success, you need to go on down to projectmanagementdoctor.com. That's projectmanagementdoctor.com. On projectmanagementdoctor.com, we have tools and training available to help you. We have the PMP exam immersion, the full masterclass of 35 hours, the agile certified practitioner for those who are certified, I want to do the ACP and so much more. Go on down to projectmanagementdoctor.com. Thank you very much for joining me. It's your buddy, Phil here. You got any questions? Put them in the comments below. Bye for now.